Hello, and welcome to Weird Things and Wine, the show where we sip wine and talk about all things weird. My name is Tash. And my name is Mia. And today, we will be talking about the Mandela Effect. Shall we jump right into it? Hope you're ready. (laughs) Cheers. The Mandela Effect, a term defined as a large group of people that seem to misremember events. Or are we misremembering? Theories abound for why so many of us share these so-called false memories, theories ranging from mundane to outlandish. Is it just our inaccurate recalling of small, everyday events, or could we be intersecting with parallel universes? Let's talk about it. That sounds so interesting. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) And this is also our 10th podcast. Yay! (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. If you tune in for all 10, what is wrong with you? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Thank you so much. Let's get into a bit of the background on the Mandela Effect. The Mandela Effect was named for Nelson Mandela, who was a South African president. Lots of people think that he died in prison in the late 1980s, but he actually lived until 2013. Which is kind of crazy. It is crazy, right? A lot of people remember learning about it in school and seeing footage of it and like hearing speeches. I heard a lot that a lot of people remember um, watching his widow come out and give a speech on his behalf, but that didn't happen. So this is known as like the biggest Mandela effect and the one that kind of set off the trigger for other people to remember Mandela effects. So the term was coined in 2009 by author and paranormal researcher Fiona Broom. Does that mean that she's like specialized in like being a detective of paranormal activities? Yeah, I think so. And that's okay. like the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> How do you sign up to do that? <laughs> right? So Fiona Broom was at a convention and a group of people started talking about Nelson Mandela. And she realized that a lot of them had the same wrong memory. So many of them thought that he had passed away in prison. and He was still alive at the time. Can you imagine how crazy that would be to actually... Like, if we were to go to, like, VidCon. <laughs> PodCon? Is that a thing? CrimeCon's a thing. Oh, we could go to CrimeCon. Okay, scratch VidCon. We're going to CrimeCon. <laughs> we went to CrimeCon and just, you know, randomly started chatting with a group of people and realized that something that we all thought was happening was not happening. It must have been mind-blowing. Especially something that big, like, this guy was Mm -hmm. really important to history. So after this, she started a website to reach out to others with similar experiences, and it took off. And I looked through her website, and it seemed... She seems really cool. I'm going to throw that out there. I did send her a message. She did not respond. I understand. She's a very busy woman. She's busy looking after the Mandela effects. And lots of other stuff. She's, like, busy, busy. But she herself didn't want to prescribe to any specific theory or belief Mm. about it she's just like this is really interesting a lot of people experience this and i wanted us to be able to talk about it so the theory is that everything shifted in 2008 um although there's there's been mandela effects happening since then and all the time but they think that everything started happening in 2008. 2008 interesting and some of the most prevalent mandela effects are people misremembering actors deaths um logos and brand names and movie details Yes, that's pretty much all of the examples. (laughs) Is it example time? (laughs) I think it's example time. (laughs) Let's get into some examples of the Mandela effect. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to quiz Mia on the Mandela effects, and she's going to tell me what she thinks is the truth, and then I'm going to tell you the truth, and you can play along at home. So we'll see how much the Mandela effect has taken hold of my memories. So... Let's start with the most famous one, right off the bat. 
Berenstain Bears. Berenstain. I remember the song. With, with the, the a? accent. With the A. Is I don't a? agree. You don't agree? I know it's Berenstain. I loved those books when I was a kid, and I watched the shows when I was a kid. And it's Berenstain. There's an E. It's not Berenstain. Like, I... Okay, listen to the country song. There's a country version of the song. <laughs> No, there is. There's like Dolly Parton singing the Bears Thane Bears. 100% it's not Dolly Parton. She's doing great things right now. I love her. An icon. Absolutely an icon. (laughs) I remember a Berenstein. And I remember because it's kind of like a German way of spelling it, right? So I was like, is this set in Germany when I was a kid? Or like Norway or somewhere? It's not like an English way of spelling it, right? Okay, now I'm getting really confused because this was the first Mandela effect that I ever found and it sent me down a bit of a wormhole. And I remember being confused at the time as to actually which one I thought it was because I like forgot halfway through because my mind was like, no, you're wrong. But wait, no, this is, wait, which one's wrong? It is Berenstain. <laughs> it you is Berenstain. Right. Okay. It's Berenstain with an A, but this was the first one that people really latched onto that kind of blew up whether Berenstain is spelled, I should have explained, whether Berenstain <laughs> is spelled with an A or an E. And those were the books and movies about those little family bears. bears. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so next one, I guess. <laughs> Looney Tunes. How do you spell Looney Tunes? So the Mandela Effect <laughs> is whether it's spelled Looney Tunes, as in like T-U-N-E-S, or Tunes as a T-O-O-N-S. Which one do you think it is? I don't think there's a U in it. <laughs> there is. It's spelled Looney Tunes with a U. Why, Looney Tunes? You messed up on that one. Right? That one's wrong. That Absolutely, that one's absolutely. wrong. Absolutely. You all That's agree, wrong. right? Apparently it's called Looney Tunes with a U because they would like play tunes because they were a band or something, which I don't remember what? at all. A band? Yeah. Did this show even exist the way I remember it existing? Right? Because I remember it being like different characters would have different like little shorts, you know, and then it would, yeah. 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 It was a band. I thought it was T-O-O-N-S because like cartoon, right? Tunes. It would make that sense. That would make sense. Curious George, does he have a tail or not? He has a tail. Okay. Right? I hate this one. I distinctly remember one movie, Curious George was on the trailer, and he swung with a yellow hat and a banana. He swung from the Curious George title. With his tail? Yes. Yes. I absolutely remember that happening. Right? Mm -hmm. He always swung from things with his tail. Yes. That was a thing. That was his thing. I mean, what kind of monkey? Wait. Chimps don't have. I was going to say chimpanzees don't have, but is Curious George a chimpanzee? He doesn't look like one. No. He just looks like a monkey. Or like <laughs> monkey with a tail. <laughs> he looks more correct with a tail. Yeah. Like regardless of if he has a tail or not, he looks better with a tail. Yes, he does. Speaking of tails. Oh gosh. Does Mickey Mouse have a tail? Does he have a tail? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I didn't watch Mickey Mouse that much. <laughs> okay. Well, you're correct. He does have a tail. I do not think that he did. Okay, I was really going to say no, and then I thought I recalled one episode where, or I thought I could recall him seeing him just shake his tail. It's like a really thin tail that could be easily, yeah. Not rat tail. A mouse tail. Mouse tail, yeah. (laughs) I don't recall him having a tail, because he wears those coveralls, right? How would he have a tail in coveralls? It doesn't make sense. No. Does Pikachu have a black stripe? Yes. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. He does? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It looks right. It's not right. I know. It doesn't make sense. The other picture just feels wrong. Why would he not have a black stripe there? It kind of ties the whole design together if he does. Yes. But he doesn't. And I play Pokemon a lot. (laughs) And I feel like I remember him having a black stripe when I was a kid. Me too. A hundred percent. 
there's something going on i'm uncomfortable i know (laughs) it's weird to talk about someone or talk to someone about this right i'm glad that we are mostly in agreement because i feel like i'm going crazy what color nose does tigger have pink you're right i thought it was black does he have a black nose no it's pink you're right why did i say i honestly can't picture him with a pink nose but i just said pink they're like really infecting your brain (laughs) oh my gosh i don't know what's happening what about tony the tiger what color nose does he have oh kellogg's it's definitely black (laughs) (laughs) it's blue (laughs) i mean you didn't know who tony the tiger was so you can be forgiven for that one it's blue which feels wrong it does feel wrong. Why would it blend in with the background of the cereal box? Right? No. 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 Mm-mm. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Smokey Bear or Smokey the Bear? Smokey the Bear. It's just Smokey Bear. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> this one blows my mind. Okay. Tinkerbell. Oh, t- I have not heard this one. Reddit was like a really helpful resource on this because so many people would post on there and be like, do you remember this? People would be like, yeah. So I found this one on Reddit. I have a memory in my head that this other person also has. It's like a Disney promo or something, like a commercial. So she comes into frame and then she's like writing out Disney with her wand. And then she tries to shoot sparkles from her wand and then her wand gets jammed. So she hits it on her hand and then shoots sparkles and then flies away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember that. Like, that's the thing that I remember vividly in my brain. I don't know if I remember that or if I can just picture it happening. I didn't watch a lot of Disney. It didn't happen? Oh, it didn't happen? It did not happen. Like, it all happened? No, that does that commercial doesn't exist. I remember it so vividly. It doesn't exist. And I'm very uncomfortable. I have, like, chills. <laughs> this is actually one of the ones that should give chills because it's not even you're remembering something slightly askew. It's like this entire sequence of things just never existed in the first place. It blows my mind. Like, I remember it. Do you think it's possible that Disney's just like, no, let's just mess with people. I will pay you $10 million to destroy every (laughs) memory of this commercial. I absolutely think that's, like, probably (laughs) happening. (laughs) In Snow White, when the queen is talking to the magic mirror, what does she say? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Right? It's mirror, mirror. It has to be. Uh-huh. It's not. It's magic mirror on the wall. I can hear her in my head saying mirror mirror. mirror. I understand that she's addressing the magic mirror on the wall, but no. All the things that are like references to it say mirror mirror, 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 not magic mirror. Yeah. Okay, so this one kind of blew my mind. The Wicked Witch of the West in um, The Wizard of Oz. She's like often quoted as saying, fly my pretties, fly. Okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah, but she doesn't. She just says, fly, 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 which sounds wrong. It does. Mm -hmm. Why would she say that? These monkeys are her prized possession. Yeah, I can hear it in my head. She says, fly, my pretties, fly, in that cackling voice. And then they kind of like, they go. It's a thing. It happens. Cruella DeVille. How do you you spell her name? C-R-U-E-L-L-A-D-E-V-I-L-L-E. It's wrong. You're wrong. (laughs) What did I get wrong? It's D-E-V-I-L. Just that. Oh, no, it is. It is not like a luxurious villain's name. No. You're right. Right? You're right. So the next one is a really famous one. Ooh, okay. Sinbad was never in a movie in the 90s called Shazam, and he never played a genie in the movie Shazam. That's not a thing. That didn't exist. There's so many memories that people have of watching (laughs) this movie 
like so many memories people just remember <laughs> seeing sinbad as a genie in this movie and it doesn't exist i even found like a guy saying that he worked at a movie store and that he would like have the movies playing on the tvs right and that he oh. watched this movie so many times oh jeez! but it doesn't exist but isn't that mind-blowing? It is mind-blowing. People yes. have, like, such strong memories of this existing, and it just doesn't. Can I make it more blind-mowing? Blind <laughs> make this a little bit more mind-blowing if you haven't heard already? Yeah. There is a movie with Shaquille O'Neal called Shazam, in which he plays a genie. But everyone that I have seen that recalls Sinbad in Kazam states that they have separately watched both Kazam and Shazam. Yeah. I don't have memory of this movie, of neither either movies. I. No, me neither. But unfortunately, lots of people do, and there's strong memories that people have. I have a theory that the movie Shazam that came out pretty recently with Zachary Levi. My theory is that they made that movie so that when people type in Shazam into the search bar, that <gasps> one shows up instead of the conspiracy oh, theory. Oh, that is brilliant marketing. Right? It's kind of <laughs> like why Disney made Frozen, the movie. So when people typed in Disney Frozen into Google, they didn't get search <gasps> results of his head. His frozen oh, head. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. That one, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? No. No? Okay. Sorry. Well, the famous line that Hannibal Lecter says to Clarice is, Hello, Hello. Clarice. Yes. Yeah, you remember that. Yes. I have not seen it, no. but I remember that. Even if you don't know the movie, you've, like, heard that line. What if I told you that he doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> I knew. As soon as we agreed, I knew that it was wrong. It is wrong, because it's a Mandela effect. Um, <laughs> He doesn't say hello, Clarice, in that creepy, weird voice. It's like hello, Clarice. Yes. He's, yeah. Right. <laughs> he doesn't say that. He she walks in and he says good morning, and then she introduces herself. No. Right. I have seen this. I don't remember this line, but I do remember waiting for this line. I remember waiting for him to be like hello, Clarice, in a creepy voice, <laughs> and he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh shoot! So you even confirm that he actually doesn't do it. But it's oh. like he should, cause it makes him creepier. Have you ever seen Saw? I've, I've heard of clips of Saw. Don't watch it. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> you told me, I think, one scene that, like... Scarred me? Me, too. <laughs> right? Just hearing about just it? Just hearing about it. Because of, the, like, the feeling of just wanting to, like, reach through and, like, wring their neck. Like, get it together! <laughs> Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Oh, I had to no. leave the room so many times. Oh, my gosh! I like horror movies, but I can't, I can't deal with Saw. Um, anyways, <laughs> the line that Jake Thaw says, it's a very famous line. Do you want to play a game? Do right? you want to play a game? That's what you think the line is, because that's what I thought the line was. He actually says, I want to play a game. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think the significance <sighs> of asking them if they want to play a game is that he's almost giving them a choice, even though they don't have a choice. I was just going to say that. It's just like the psychological warfare as well. Like, do you want to play? You don't, but you're going to anyways, right? Yeah. Instead of I want to play a game, which just sounds like a whiny little baby. Like, play <laughs> my game. <laughs> Star Wars. Okay, I think I've heard of this one. Is it the Metal Man? The Metal Man. <laughs> C80? Well, we What's his name? <laughs> C3PO is his name. Yes, I know that. And he is not all gold. He has a silver leg. He does. He does. That's weird. If I remember this correctly, because I did see this one, even the filmographer got it wrong. Like, he was up close and personal with 
C-3PO for shooting the entire movie, and I believe that he even got this wrong. That's bizarre. Right? I have another one about Star Wars. What is the line that Darth Vader says? Luke, I am your father. (laughs) Right? It's famous. It's It's like the most well-known line out of like any movie. Ever. Honestly, ever. I've never seen that movie, and everybody knows that line. It's not right. He doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, I am your father. It's not right. It hurts. It feels wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. You're right. It is wrong. wrong. (laughs) It's so weird because, like, obviously, like, even though I've never seen the movie, it's kind of in the cultural zeitgeist. You know, we all know that line. It's kind of like all these parodies of it, all these, like, other media that copies it is wrong. so much stuff that's built off of it. Yeah. The Flintstones. How do you spell that? Flintstones. Flintstones. So there's two T's? Flints, yeah. You're right. Oh, I am right. It doesn't look right, and I don't think it's right. No, it doesn't look right. It looks wrong. (laughs) Oh, it does look wrong. Oh, because of how it's written in the font. A lot of people don't remember the first T. They just think it's one T. I always thought it was Flintstones because of, like, flint. Yeah, it makes sense for it to be Flintstones. The more we say it, it's like one of those things, the more you say it, the more it sounds not like a word. Flintstones. 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 Flint. <laughs> okay, it's time to move on to the next example. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's, the logo. Wendy doesn't have braided pigtails. Or does she? No, she does. She doesn't. I'm what not... does she have then? Pigtails. She does have pigtails, but they're not braided. They kind of just stick out from her head, but they're not braided. I remember them being braided. Me too. Pippi Longstocking has braided pigtails, so a lot of people think maybe we just got those mixed up, but no. She had braided pigtails. (laughs) Okay. What's next? Jif peanut butter. Or is it Jiffy peanut butter? It's Jiffy, right? No, it's just Jif. Well, isn't it Jiffy? (laughs) (laughs) They probably changed their marketing after the whole GIF Jif fiasco right i was thinking like why wasn't that ever brought up in conversation when we were all arguing about whether it was gif or jiff Mm -hmm, so it must be jiffy oh that's a good point why didn't we bring it up in conversation because it's jiffy (laughs) (laughs) it has to be jiff did not exist back in the day no (laughs) it is jiff peanut butter and that's wrong no it's right technically speaking it's jiff if we're speaking correctly though it's jiffy is kit kat there's a dash yes no. There is. I want to see it. I don't even want to look at it. There is a hyphen in there. Okay, I want to look at it. <laughs> There's not. But look how wrong the other one looks. It does look wrong. Why would you have two capital K's and not a hyphen in between the capitals? I mean, in between the words. It's got to be hyphenated. It's not hyphenated, but it should be hyphenated. Mm-hmm. And then it's perfect because it's like the Kit Kat itself is like a little stick. A hyphen is like a little stick. On that same vein, is Coca-Cola hyphenated or not? Okay, I didn't think it was hyphenated, but I don't think that unhyphenated looks right. It is hyphenated. It is hyphenated. It looks wrong to me when it is hyphenated. If I'm thinking about it, I don't think that it should be hyphenated, but looking at it, unhyphenated doesn't look pleasing, but it looks familiar, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't have a brain anymore. (laughs) Double stuff Oreos with one F or two? No, there's two Fs. I've seen this one. There's two Fs. Look how wrong it looks with one F. I know. It just looks stupid. Why would you call it stuff? Is that a word in another language? 
Is that the purpose of stuff? Okay, I'm gonna hit it again. <laughs> Just like bear with me for a minute. If it's double stuffed, you're stuffing it twice. Why would you only have one F if you're trying to emphasize that it's stuffed twice? Would you not want to put two Fs there for marketing purposes? Hello, Oreos, what are you doing? Again, you can hire us at weirdthingsinwine <laughs> at gmail.com. Okay, this next one is crazy. I am ready. Fruit Loops. Loops with two O's. Yeah. Fruit. <laughs> fruit with two O's. No, wait. Is it fruit? Oh, I hate this. I can't. I just can't function. I'm going to say it's not the Fruit Loops with the two O's. Okay, so it's fruit with two O's. This one's weird. <laughs> I personally do think that it should be fruit with two O's. And I think that part of the reason was because it didn't have enough fruit in it to be marketed as fruit. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Myself and so many people <laughs> agree. A few months ago, it changed oh. to fruit, like normal spelling of fruit. And then it changed back to fruit with two O's. So initially it was fruit with two O's and then right. it changed to fruit, normal spelling. And now it's back to fruit with two O's. We remember this. I remember this. Like, you remember seeing it in the aisle, like, both ways? Or, like, you remember them going, okay, we're marketing, we're changing our, like... I remember, like, hearing people talk about the Mandela effect and being like, this is so wrong. It's not fruit. It's not spelled, like, normal fruit. It's fruit with two O's. Why did, why did they change it? Why is that the thing? And then everybody oh. was so annoyed about it, and now it's back to fruit with two O's. My gosh. I'm freaking out. Okay, so this is not the only Mandela effect that seems to flip-flop back and forth. And I have a few more on this list coming up, so we'll talk about that. Oh, okay. But this one really gets to me, because I remember being annoyed that it was spelled wrong. <laughs> I remember that so vividly. Okay, Febreze. With two E's. Febreze, or else it's Febrez. Febreze. <laughs> Febreze. <laughs> Febreze is spelled F-E-B-R-E-Z-E. -E. That's wrong. It has to That's be spelled wrong. with two E's. Yeah. I remember commercials, right? When they show the product at the end with breeze. Because it makes sense. It's like a summer breeze. breeze yeah, know? exactly. It's like refreshing. Yes. Not febreze. Excuse me. <laughs> Fruit of the Loom. Their logo. This is another kind of big one that people on the internet kind of freak out oh, about. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so the Fruit of the Loom logo doesn't have a cornucopia behind it. It just it does or does not? It does not. It's just fruit, and specifically, which is weird, it's just like an apple with like three different types of grapes. That genuinely is three different types of grapes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look right. <laughs> it's too bare. The space behind it is too bare. I remember seeing it with a cornucopia. Some people remember a basket as well. Yeah, something to tie it together. Right? That makes sense. It's literally just bare, and that annoys me so much. The Monopoly Man. Okay, this one gets me. Does the Monopoly man have a monocle? Yes, he does. Do not tell me otherwise, man. Look at him with this perfect little monocle there. It looks right. Him without a monocle just looks weird. Like, he looks like a young man. And he's not supposed to look like a young man. No. He's supposed to look like an old man with a monocle. A distinguished monocle. old man. Yes. The Monopoly man does not have a monocle, but he should. Some people think that they could be getting him mixed up with, like, the peanut or whatever that's on the other what? brand. I don't know. Are you talking about the guy with the mustache? Because he doesn't no. have a monocle. I'm talking about the peanut guy. There's a peanut with a monocle. <laughs> peanut guy. Peanut. Okay, I'm going to type in peanut monocle, yeah. I've never eaten this peanut brand before, so I don't think that I would get him mixed up with the Monopoly, which I've played many times. 
They don't even really look No, they don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't actually like this peanut guy. He has a really scary looking face. He has a bad aura. He freaking has a terrible aura. <laughs> falling off <laughs> I don't like this style of drawing okay anyways I'm done hating on Mr. Peanut <laughs> he doesn't deserve an honorific it's not Mr. Peanut he's just peanut, peanut. guy peanut. <laughs> I'm a peanut man peanut boy <laughs> this oh. is really good wine <laughs> in the famous portrait of Henry VIII what is he holding in his hand okay I have heard this one I don't think I've ever seen really the portrait before. I've never been that into it, but apparently he's supposed to be holding turkey leg. Wait, what is he holding in the other one? Gloves, I think. Gloves? I'm sure you're right, but why would they paint him holding gloves? Because he's not wearing them. <laughs> that was dumb. He's not wearing them on his hands, so he's holding them instead. <laughs> If you look really closely though in like the picture of him holding his gloves, it does look like there's an outline of like a circle, of like the turkey leg circle. Like yeah, if you look close enough, it really looks like the patterns there, you can see that outline, right? Someone just took an eraser and just came and erased it. That's <laughs> like not how barb I know. <laughs> Is this a government cover-up? Oh shoot, did we just stumble on something we shouldn't have stumbled Oh shoot, <laughs> the FBI swarms my house. <laughs> So many people remember Henry VIII holding a turkey drumstick in his hand in this famous portrait. I remember seeing this. Wasn't it also, like back in the day, wasn't it a sign of wealth if you could eat a ton, a ton of food? Yeah, it also could show his hunting prowess. I don't oh, think was he a seen. hunter? Probably. I think like all the okay. noblemen went hunting as a, like a fun guy sport. Okay, so the next one, Mona Lisa. Is she smiling or not? No, she's not smiling. Okay, so this is one of those that keeps flipping. She looks like she's just gently smiling like an, oh, you're taking my painting. <laughs> I was gonna say picture. This is one that keeps flipping. I remember references to, like, Mona Lisa's smile. Yeah. Like, that's a reference. That is a reference. But if she isn't smiling, that doesn't make sense. So what is she supposed to have right now? Not she's, a smile? Yeah, she's not smiling. That's, like, the agreement. It keeps flipping back and forth. People think that sometimes she is smiling, other times she isn't. Okay, answer. There's two Mona Lisas. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like flip them every yeah. once in a while. To mess Let's with see us. who notices. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's partly because she has such like a subtle smile. Yeah. That like we're not really in agreement of whether she's smiling yeah. or not. And the way that her like cheeks are painted, it kind of looks like they could either just be, you know, fuller or as part of a smile. Yeah. Not just her lips, but like the rest of her face too. It's hard to tell. Go Google the Mona Lisa and tell us what you think. Email us. Did you know that people aren't actually sure like who she actually was? Like they no, don't. No, I did not know that. Yeah, some people think that she was just like Da Vinci, but like, like he painted himself. He painted as himself a lady. as a lady. <laughs> that is iconic. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. I hope that's what happened. Yeah, some people think it's that, and I choose to believe that that's true <laughs> the thinker statue so many people think that the thinker statue is making a fist and he's yes, resting his chin specifically mm -hmm. yeah and he's either resting his chin or his forehead on it depending on who you ask i was just gonna say the fist is the thing that like got me there because that's the one part that i was like no it's definitely a fist don't but tell me it's not a fist he's not making a fist really? no he's just sitting there with his chin on the back of his hand and it, his hand is pretty straight it's not a fist and it looks wrong. <laughs> it looks wrong. 
who thinks like this? It's so You're literally not even holding up. You can't even hold up unless he's doing like lifting weights with his wrist to <laughs> he get looks pretty... strong enough to actually hold up his head with the back of his hand. He looks pretty jacked. He does though. Maybe. <laughs> he could do that. I don't know how muscles work. Maybe that's how they work. <laughs> I don't think so though. Um, this one also keeps slipping for some people. I could understand it flipping between like fist on the chin and fist on the forehead, but not between. Right? Because that either way, like that's how you would just sit naturally, not like. Yes. <laughs> Are we describing this okay? If you can vouch for someone that sits like the actual statue, take a picture and send it to us on Instagram. <laughs> Weird things in mind. Yeah, to, I guess please take a picture because I probably won't believe you otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people have memories, and some even claim to have pictures, of them going up to the Statue of Liberty's torch. Yeah, okay. That's like a thing that people do. They go to the Statue of Liberty and walk up to the torch. I was just gonna say, can't you like tour the inside of the torch? Like, aren't there windows in the inside of the torch? You're gonna tell me that there aren't windows on the inside of the torch. Nobody has been up to the Statue of Liberty's torch in the past hundred years. What? You can't really get up there. But then, but then, but right this is just like the tinkerbell one where it literally can't exist but it exists for some people yeah people have memories people have pictures and a lot of people dismiss these claims of these memories and pictures as them just going up to the crown which is possible but i remember the torch being a thing that you can go and walk around and that's a thing i've definitely seen in movies where people can go up to the torch specifically Right? That one kind of blew my mind a bit. This is like brain-melting material, really. (laughs) How many U.S. states are there? Okay, that's what I've seen. I don't know the answer to that. Genuinely, (laughs) I don't know. It's not 52. It's not 52. I thought it was 51. I always thought it didn't really make sense to me how many U.S. states there were, because it just, like, it was a weird number, and I thought it was 51. It's 50. There are, like, territories that the U.S. owns, but those aren't included in, like, the stars on the flag or anything. Do you remember learning about Tank Man in school? He He was run over by the tank, right? Okay, so Tank Man is a nickname given to an unidentified man who stood in front of the tanks at Tiananmen Square. A lot of people remember him being run over by those tanks. And that's not what happened. What actually happened is that he stood there, and I think he climbed on the tank... June 5th, 1989. So this is another really important cultural event that a lot of people misremember the same way. Like, you think that he was run over. I don't remember that happening, but I do remember him climbing on the tanks. I don't know if that's accurate. Here's one kind of similar to a topic we've covered. Charles and Camilla, were they married? We did research on this. Didn't they end up marrying? They got married in 2005. People don't remember this. 2005? Wow. That is a lot more recent than I thought. But, like, the whole power struggle between them was she didn't fit into the royal family, which was why he didn't marry her in the first place. Right? Camilla? Yeah. Because he was smitten, so they decided to have this secret love affair. Not that this is fact. Not endorsing any of this is fact. Like, merely my opinions. Some people think that they didn't get married, and the reason that they think this some people theorize is because there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare around it like you expect like media attention around royal weddings but because yeah yeah because they were kind of the queen didn't really approve of a divorcee getting married and they didn't really approve of camilla there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare Mm -hmm. interesting you would think that there would be yeah because it's drama 
Interesting. Weird. Yeah. How do you spell Hillary Clinton? H-I-L-A-R-Y? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. There's two L's. Like, two L's in Hillary. This woman's... No, this woman's name was plastered all over our screens. For a long time. We even had to... We didn't have to, but we even talked about them in high school. I don't like that. I think she has one L. It has to be one L. It makes more sense for it to be one L. Hillary, please reach out. (laughs) We'd love to hear from you. (laughs) The Queen song. The famous Queen song. We are the champions. The last verse does not end with we are the champions of the world. It does, though. It should. It does, like, earlier on in the song, but not at the end. It just kind of fades away, and that just seems so wrong to me. That's wrong. It does. It is. It is wrong. Freddie Mercury, if you would like to contact us from the afterlife, we would love to hear you. Okay, I have three more. Three, okay. Okay, this one blew my mind. The little warning sign on the mirror, on the side view mirror. Items may seem closer, may appear closer than, no. Right? The closer item sign? Objects in mirror may appear closer than, than they are. Yeah. Objects in mirror are closer than they appear. <laughs> are closer than they appear? There's no may in there. I think that sticker, to be honest, might still be on my car's mirrors. I looked up specifically, objects in mirror may be closer, and there was none that weren't obviously photoshopped. They're all are closer. Otherwise, I might think it's just, like, some cars are like that and other cars aren't. They all say are closer, not maybe closer. How did we get maybe closer, then? It makes less sense for it to be maybe closer. But I remember reading that, and I remember being like, that's kind of weird. I'd never even actually thought about it, but yeah. Objects in mirror are closer than they appear. It's a warning. They're not saying, they may or may not be. You can have to figure that on your own. Right? Because that would be an awful warning. But so many... <laughs> So many of us remember it being maybe, maybe closer, not are closer. No, I have not heard of that one before. That one blew my mind. I remember though, but I remember it. Orcas are not completely black and white. I'm sorry, can you please rephrase the question? <laughs> <laughs> are orcas completely black and white? Yes. They have a gray patch behind their dorsal fin. <laughs> Since when do they have a gray patch? Do all orcas have a gray patch behind their dorsal fin? Yeah. It makes no sense. They're black and white, and the lines are straight and sharp. They're not blurry and gray. Like that one is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Okay, I have a stuffy obsession, okay? Putting it out there for the record. That's fair. I, I have seen... You. Thank you. I appreciate that. In my time, I've seen a fair share of orca stuffies. I really don't think I've ever seen an orca stuffy with a gray splotch behind its dorsal fin. Maybe because it's not as aesthetically pleasing, or maybe because you haven't seen one in a while, and then the Mandela effect happened. No, no. Oh my goodness. This is a lot. Last one. I didn't think this would be this much to take in, but it's actually a lot. I'm giving you a lot. I don't know how long we've been talking about this, but a while. Okay, the last one. What color is chartreuse? Okay, I've heard this one. Darn it. (laughs) It is 100% like a purpley red. Yeah, it's not. It's a puke green. It's gross. It is gross. Chartreuse is a gross color, and it's a beautiful name. I was just going to say, someone messed it up. Right? It's supposed to mean a pink, pinky, purple, bluey, reddy color. Not blue. Blue? No, blue. Orange. (laughs) Orange. Sure. That color. Like a sunset color. Yeah, it's literally that color. 
but it's actually not. In reality, in the not Mandela effect world that we live in, it's a puke green color, and that's just wrong. It has to be pink, but it's not. I don't know if any of what we have covered in the last hour makes any sense at all, but I'm sorry if none of this makes sense. We are just happy because it's our 10th episode. Join us in the celebration and just be happy. Just have a glass of wine and just vibe for like or an like hour. Literally whatever you want to have. Have a glass of something, water, coffee, tea, wine. As long as it's edible and it will make you happy. True. So that's all the Mandela effects I have. Did you want to tell me about your personal Mandela effect, Mia? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you have to think about it there. So, I know this happened a few times between um, my mother and I, where I so vividly remember something about specifically, like, my grandpa, or about, like, something about my dad. It's always something about a family member that she is very certain absolutely did not happen. It's certain to the point that she laughs and thinks that I'm being ridiculous, because I'm so certain. The most recent one that happened was only a few weeks ago and it stemmed because I went to the dentist and the dentist brought up that my grandma and grandpa traveled a lot. They every single year went somewhere and I remember hearing a story of one year they decided to go to Europe and um, while they were on their way to Europe, he ended up having some health complications and the flight had to be grounded on its way to Europe. They didn't make it there, and they ended up absolutely not making it there at all. They had to return home. So the dentist asked me specifically about my grandma, how she's doing, and then he um, said, help remind me, is your grandpa the one that um, had to ground the plane to Europe? And I said, wow, you have a great memory. Yes, you're right. And I brought it up to mom. She thought I was crazy. She thought I was absolutely insane. And I have such a vivid memory of my grandma telling me what happened. I have a vivid memory of having conversation between my grandma and my uncle. And mom is sure that it didn't happen. And she pulled up the photo albums because grandma kept photo albums of every trip that they took. She took at least one photo to catalog it. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, to prove that they went to Europe. No plane tickets, no receipts for like bookings, which some of the Hawaiian trips prior to that have proof of. This one has nothing. But you and your dentist remember it happening, <laughs> but your mother doesn't and there's no proof. I know. My dentist and I, man, were just... <laughs> you're using like that. some of the stuff yeah <laughs> that's weird okay and this happens like often this has happened at least three times this is the most recent one your life is just like one ongoing mandela effect <laughs> maybe that's why some of the mandela effects i remembered as they quote unquote apparently are currently because my mind is just too absorbed in my own personal mandela effects <laughs> Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if that counts as a Mandela effect because it's not a mass understanding. It's just an understanding between at least three people. That's like enough. It could be like, (laughs) I think so. It could be like a glitch in the matrix. For the record, I think that's what it is. We should do a whole episode on glitches in the matrix. I would love to do glitches in the matrix and I'd love to learn about how particle theory works and like how particles just exist. Particles make no sense to me. I don't understand science. When I thought about this podcast episode, I really thought really long and hard about if I wanted to say this because it will make me sound a little bit crazy. I've said this to you once before, but 
Everything that we're taught in life and in school and from our parents, every single thing is just someone else's idea. There are no rules. Gravity is not a rule. It's a theory. It's someone's explanation of what's happening in the world. It's not necessarily proven because how do you prove gravity other than someone saying, no, this is just how I'm explaining it to you. Therefore, it's not something you can disprove. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, everything's fake. Oh my god. It's literally just- everything's just a theory. And it literally doesn't make sense. Like, how did we go from, like, cavemen banging on sticks to figuring out particle theories? It all ties into, like, the brain! We'll get into one of the theories of it just all being in the brain, but, like, we know nothing about the brain. Literally next to nothing. Why are some people smarter than other people? Albert Einstein and, like, Stephen Hawking's how could they do what they did and like come up with all of these theories to explain why things are happening? Like, how am I moving my arms right now? I have literally no idea. My muscles, but how do my muscles work? I don't know. And someone one day was just like, I know. <laughs> right? But I understand it. This is why it works. And I'm going to call it this. Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking, were they just like BSing us? I kind of think so. Just, just being kinda, like, yeah. let's mess with them a bit. If we tell them this is how it works, they'll believe it. This mm-hmm. is how I think it works, so it's probably right, because mm-hmm. I'm really smart. Mm-hmm. Or they have a cheat code for they the They could Matrix. also have a cheat code. They could, they honestly could. They could just be a bot, like someone that was planted. An NPC? Yeah. Someone that was planted to help us get, like, through life. Like, you know those characters in a game that just guide you when you are lost? My mind is blown right now. Alright, so we get into- <laughs> Let's get into some theories. Some theories of the Mandela effect. Why this happens. Let's Oops. start- Boring. Boring. Yeah. We'll start with boring as we usually do. Yes, of course. So, false memory. Since a lot of Mandela effects surround things from our childhood, some people write it off as just false memories. You know, it's our childhood brains not really picking up on the details of things. And it's called confabulation, when gaps in our memories are automatically replaced with accidentally distorted events. I've heard of this as sort of one or two ways of looking at it. It's like you just said, gaps in our memories are just automatically replaced, or it's a way for our brain to link items. It just sort of is two separate ways to look at it. Like either the brain is doing it on its own, or it's looking for a reason to link these two items together. Right, like with Looney Tunes, it would make sense if it's two O's. Yeah, so since none of us really paid attention to the way that something was spelled or little details in a logo or movie, our brains kind of fill in the details. It's also possible that we hear other people's inaccurate recallings and then take that for the truth. That I understand, but at the same time, like even just here, right? When we were just talking about some of the things that I had never experienced before, or like I had never heard someone else talk about them, I still had what I felt was my correct memory. And in some cases, it either was the same as what you said was correct or was different from what you said was correct. But talking about it with you never changed my perception of what I remembered. Right. I wasn't peer pressured into changing my memories. Yeah. But it's also because, like, we're not kids. group. (laughs) Oh, good point. Yeah. That's a good point. We kind of, like, remember what we remember, even if it isn't true. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, if some big movie exec got the line wrong from Star Wars and then parodied it, then it could, like, kind of make our brains think that that's what it was and, like, prime our brains for when we watch the movie, the actual movie, and then... The line seems wrong to us. Yeah. False memory is definitely a thing that is a thing because eyewitness testimony isn't usually taken too seriously because of priming and confabulation. So that kind of does help this theory and it is the theory that most... Psychologists. Yeah, most psychologists, most news outlets and stuff take as fact. 
bits about the brain. We know nothing about the brain, to say the least. There's a lot of theories around the Mandela effect is based upon like how memories get translated from what we are experiencing at the time to our memory and then back into our recall. So there's a few theories on exactly where there could be a glitch to make our recall not accurate to what we experienced originally. Okay. So essentially this is arguing that the reason that we're experiencing these Mandela effects is due to human error. Right. Yeah, which is, it's not great. Not a fun theory. No, we'll just go over it really briefly. (laughs) (laughs) They have two specific categories, I want to say, of this theory. One suggests that the brain may amend its recollection based on gaining the result of a highly suggested action. This was the easiest way I could describe it in my own words. really doesn't make (laughs) sense, but the easiest thing to sort of relate it to is giving rats rewards. So like to see what they would do to get their rewards. That's sort of the same idea. So if your brain is aware of a certain reward, it may subconsciously amend its recollection to better suit obtaining that reward. Okay, so in this case, then that reward would be like other people agreeing with you? Mm -hmm. Weird, okay. This other category is pretty much the same thing. Reward would still be other people agreeing with you, but it's a slightly different way to get there. So instead of your brain working towards the goal, your brain would be altered by the experiences before and after obtaining this like information, so obtaining the experience. There was a study that was done where certain phrases are worded in a specific way so as to emphasize something and then these people were put into this experience and their answers came out in favor of what was suggested to them beforehand. So it's like subliminal messaging, pretty much. Okay. The way that I was able to explain this is like, humans are pretty emotional creatures, right? Because they're relatively emotional creatures, we would act on instincts and emotions, right? So if I trust you, If you are talking about something in a way that you're just so certain, I'm probably going to believe that you're certain and therefore I will take on your certainty. Right, so if so many people are telling you that this is the way that things are, you're going to believe them because why wouldn't you? Well, right. You're super certain. So clearly there's no doubt in your mind. So why should I doubt it in my mind? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Right? There is a theory called skeleton theory. Which is difficult to understand. (laughs) It's, like I was mentioning earlier, an explanation between the quote-unquote acquisition and retrieval process that happens in your brain. So it does follow the same um, false memory theory where you can only gather so many bits of information throughout your life instead of just at your childhood. And while you're gathering these bits of information, the idea is you can only focus on so many things at once. I think it said you can only intake up to eight separate points of information. Like the regular human brain can only intake up to eight different points. So if you're looking at a picture and you're trying to find all the stuff within a set amount of time, eight is generally the number that most people can get to. Right. If you're only able to focus on specific points, when you are trying to recall a situation, your brain's going to try and fill in the blanks with what makes the most sense based on number one, your life experience. Number two, the other points you can remember before and after that experience. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, like, instead of remembering the details of the Wendy's logo and how her hair looks, you'd focus on how she has red hair and blue bows. And there's two sides. Yeah, and then your brain... freckles. Yeah. And then your brain might remember Pippi Longstocking and assume that Wendy's also has braids. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Interesting. Right? It breaks it down a few steps further, talking about how what you end up seeing is not stored in your brain in the same way as you see it. So like what you see is converted into what I think they're talking about, more so like point form notes for which to then build upon later, as opposed to actually taking like a screenshot of what you're looking at right now and just storing it right in there. Right. So we just like pick up on like the little things that don't actually make a cohesive picture. Then yeah. when we try to make the cohesive picture later, it You're like fills in details. Back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird. This theory is difficult because there seems to be quite a few spots where a human error can occur. So in addition to the acquisition process, there's also the retrieval process in which you have to try and collect all of those points that you thought of before back to visual memories. I think if I understood this correctly, they're talking about everything is essentially kind of stored in code in your brain, not in how you end up in taking the information. And when you're recalling something, your brain is taking all these bits of code and piecing it all back together, which again, can be altered. It seems like really at any point in this whole <laughs> uh, term, these point form notes or pieces of code can be altered. Right, because it can be yeah. altered when you, the acquisition phase, the retrieval phase, and then every other retrieval after that. That's weird though. The brain is so interesting, and these are some really interesting thoughts, and I understand them, but I don't think that these are the only options as far as thoughts go. Yeah, like this whole idea and the false memory idea makes sense for some things, but not for everything. Yeah. Like the big things like Nelson Mandela dying. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah, there has to be something more going on there. There has to be. It was a hard time finding some more out there for your theories <laughs> for this. I had the exact same experience and I was a little disappointed, not gonna lie. Yeah, there was so much on like, this is false memory, this is just an accident and brains playing tricks on us instead of like, you know, it could be this crazy theory, which is what I wanted to find. Don't so, you worry though, I have <laughs> their <coming>. theories. <laughs> Let's talk about some parallel universes. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Let me have some wine. Almost ready. This is so interesting. The idea of parallel universes. There's the theory that there are an indefinite number of universes out there, like an infinite number of universes out there, and that there's one that's very similar to ours with just a few differences. So we'll call our universe as we are in now B timeline and the original universes A timeline. The timeline that we are in at this very moment, we're calling timeline B, but our original timeline, we're calling timeline A. So we're suggesting that the time we're in right now versus where we were before are two separate timelines, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you explained that so much better than I did. <laughs> Thank you. So some people are part of A timeline and others are part of B timeline. I could originally be from A timeline and you could originally be from B timeline, but some time ago, A timeline shifted into B. So now we're all in B timeline. Mm-hmm. But some of us are oh. from A. Oh, oh, this is interesting. So, because some of us are from A timeline, we all share the same false memories that were actual memories in our original timeline. So I'm saying timeline so much. It's okay. Timeline is an important word in this uh, example. <laughs> this would explain why some people have different opinions when it comes to a Mandela effects. Yeah, because some people are from B timeline with the actual memories that are accurate in this actual timeline. <laughs> some of us are from A, and then we remember the memories from A, and they're slightly different from each other. I'm not making any sense. You are making sense. Drink some wine, and then it'll make sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's kind of a crazy thought. Yeah, I hadn't heard of the theory that all these timelines were sort of interlocking. I just heard of the theories where everyone on this planet is in the same timeline, but we all shift like at the same time, as opposed to we're all shifting individually, or we were shifting individually. <laughs> you know, that's either we are all continuously shifting individually, or we only shifted once into timeline B. Right. The questions that I matched with what the quote-unquote correct answer is, I'd be interested to know like what time period all of those are from. If that could determine somehow, if we pinpointed it all on a graph, when my hypothetical switch would have been. Yeah, there could be like multiple timelines that all of us are from, and then we all shifted into this one timeline together, but we all have the memories from our original timelines, even though they're not the same timeline. So it could be individual switching, or it could be a whole mass switch over. Good grief. This is confusing. I understand, but like, how do you wrap your brain around a theory like this? It's a lot. So some people think that this shift could have happened when CERN turned on the Large Hadron Collider, which is a particle accelerator, in 2008. So CERN is a company based in Switzerland, I think, that does science stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They're scientists. (laughs) I read a lot that, like, not the interlocking timeline stuff, but other timeline theories work hand-in-hand with, like, particle theories. Because if you're looking at particles, there are so many different variations of, like, particles. So you could have an infinite number, like you said, right? An infinite number of sequences of particles make up an infinite number of universes, an infinite number of whatevers. Oh, good grief. Oh, golly. Okay. (laughs) Should I explain how it works first? Do you know how it works? No. I have a little bit on it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe let's try that first. Okay. So basically the particle accelerator makes two particle beams reach speeds of close to the speed of light and then tries to make them collide. So the first time this happened, I believe, was in 2010. And when they collide, things happen. Don't they explode? No. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The theory is that if they collide at certain speeds and a certain amount of them collide at a certain time, then it could potentially open up a wormhole, you know, a wormhole to another dimension or timeline. Okay. So it's like creating enough energy in like one certain area to open up a pinprick, a hole in time. Yeah. Space time. And I don't know how they do this or how they figure this out because this is mind-blowing. And if they open up a hole that's too big... Won't we all just be sucked in? Yeah. Oh, no! Like, basically. I feel like we should all be consenting to them doing this because it could affect us, theoretically. But, like, it's far away. Yeah. It's in Switzerland. (laughs) So far. This really doesn't have a lot to do with anything, but should I throw this in here? The Higgs boson? Yeah. Yeah, because it's called, of what it's called. Okay, so at CERN, at the Large Hadron Collider, they did find a particle nicknamed the God's Particle. Its actual name is the Higgs boson particle, but it was discovered there, and this particle is necessary to give other objects mass. I don't really know how this works, but like without it, other particles and everything in the world wouldn't exist. Everything in the universe wouldn't exist because this particle needs to exist to give things mass. It was discovered a year while ago, but it was theorized a long time before that because it needed to exist in order for our universe to make sense. So they did find this particle. So, like, essentially, we just uncovered how our universe exists mm-hmm. with this one God's particle. Why don't they teach us that in school? Right? This is mind-blowing. 
the thing about this god's particle is that experts like stephen hawking say that the god particle will change its mass eventually and thus the mass of everything in the universe and then everything will be destroyed so that's a lot that's a lot <laughs> this doesn't really have a lot to do with the mandela effect i just thought it was interesting Okay, what we're saying is these are facts that you need to know about your life because as humans, you know, we talk a lot about like destroying the planet. Apparently, Stephen Hawking's theorized that we actually found a way to destroy the planet and it will destroy the planet because now it exists on our planet and it's going to evolve and destroy everything. Yeah, essentially, it can do that because at high energy levels, like the kind created at the Large Hadron Collider, <laughs> the particle can become unstable and theoretically undergo catastrophic vacuum decay, causing space and time to collapse. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is like desperation laugh. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is all just someone's theory. <laughs> not proven fact okay it's theoretically the theory of the smartest man who has ever existed and he's theoretically proven it but it's just a theory just don't a be scared theory. don't worry you're good we're all good yeah we're great just to give you a little bit more peace of mind oh good <laughs> this theoretical catastrophic vacuum decay which is a very scary term will happen if it happens in a very large amount of time an unfathomable amount of time like eons like so many years we won't even be around then we'll have wiped ourselves out some other way don't worry about it i can poke so many holes in this right now <laughs> like, where do sorry. they get the particles was that a dumb question? I mean, particles obviously I like exist know. I don't know in the area. Particle. Is a particle an atom? What is the difference between a particle and an atom? Particle. None of this has anything to do with the Mandela effect. No, but I need to know. Oh, particle is just, a, I think, a term. Because it says particles can be atoms, molecules, or ions. So what are they accelerating? Are they accelerating air molecules? Or God's particles? How do you tell the difference? How do you tell the difference? <laughs> Wait, okay, so the God's particle is in everything. It's in every single atom and cell and particle because what? it has to be in order to create mass. Shoot, Bill Nye explained the God's particle. Do you want to see? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Wait, I think I get it. Okay. Okay, so is the Higgs boson what the little particles that make us up swim around in? <laughs> <laughs> right? He said that it was like... Meld? He didn't use the word meld. What no. word did he use? He didn't use swimming. <laughs> Mesh? Maybe we need to rewind oh, it a little bit. Oh, for goodness sakes, yes. <laughs> I love Bill Nye. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had a science person here to explain this to us. Apparently there's a little bit of drama going on in the science world. The Nobel Prize winning physicist Leon Letterman referred to the Higgs particle as the goddamn particle, which was meant to poke fun at how difficult it was to detect the particle. Is that why it's called a god particle? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I don't understand this at all. If you are into science and can understand any of this, please hit us up. We would love to hear from you. <laughs> I'm going to have an existential crisis if I don't forget this immediately or actually learn to understand it. And Bill Nye, if you're out there, if you're listening, hit me up. Weirdthingsinmine at gmail.com. My personal phone number. <laughs> Back to the subject at hand. I don't know where we are, sorry. Mandela effect. Okay, I knew that much. <laughs> like... 
Back to the timeline dimension shift. Yes, thank you. Okay, so since CERN is still doing experiments with the Large Hadron Collider, maybe every once in a while they intersect our universes accidentally. Leading, certainly could be. Yeah, which would lead to like another Mandela effect <clears throat> popping into our brains. And whether that's by accident or not. I guess that could explain why we don't seem to have any like quote-unquote new Mandela effects. Like, there's no new ones. They've been the same for a very long time now. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so the Large Hadron Collider, I think, was turned off in 2018 for repairs. And there hasn't really been anything in the past couple years. Oh. Besides the flip-flopping of Fruit Loops, which I will not get over. And the Mona Lisa, but... Yeah. So it would kind of make sense that nothing really recently has happened with that because so, it's been turned off. Right. So what is really going to count then is when they turn it back on. It was supposed to be closed for like two years for repairs, so it might be back on now, so we might start That's seeing new long stuff. Long time. Two yeah, years right? for repairs. This machine is scarily delicate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They've had a few issues with animals dropping things into it and then causing issues. I think a bird dropped something in there, like a, a piece of bread, and then a weasel was in there, and it just causes problems. So maybe every time like an animal causes problems with the Large Hadron Collider, it like makes a Mandela effect. Dang. Or maybe it happens every time the particles hit each other. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? I don't, know. I don't know. That's what I have for the dimension shift. Next. Our next theory <laughs> is the simulation theory, which this... we have talked about before. So the simulation theory is the theory that we are all living in a simulation. So because it takes so much processing power to save some, the programmers cut down on minor accuracy details. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> So the programmers figure that we won't notice the little things, like the way something was spelled or like a minor detail in a logo, but jokes on them because we do. So it could be that they're purposefully doing this to save some space, which is scary because how much space do, do we have? Yeah, like why <laughs> are we running out of space? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's just a mistake in the programming, which is also scary. Do you think it's possible that they're trying to like test us? To see if we notice. Yeah, like these AIs. Are we considered AIs? These Ooh, I don't like just, that. Are we just bits of program? What if they're trying to test the codes that they put into our bits of program to see how efficient it is? Or like how observant it is, I guess. It is? You mean us? I'm so sorry. Sorry we? about the codes. How observant we as humans are. That was a really scary thing. <laughs> sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they could be testing us. We notice. We see you. We see you. If it is just a mistake in the programming, it's kind of like a computer glitch, which could also lead to glitches in the matrix, which we've slightly covered, which is scary, and I'm sure we'll cover it more later. Yeah. Fix the glitch, man. They're never good. Glitches no. are never a good thing. It means our programming is unstable. Right. And we ourselves are unstable. That's all I have for the simulation theory. Okay. Our final theory is time travel. Are we ready? Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! <laughs> I'm sure there's Mandela effects with Spongebob. His socks. Were his socks colored? Did they have colored lines on the socks? Or were they black and white lines? Because he had, like, white socks with, like, two lines, right? Yeah, they were colored. They were. I was gonna say they were black and white. No, they were colored. One of us is right. This is true. We both have <laughs> two separate answers. And the other one is experiencing a Mandela effect. And I oh, shoot, this... they are colored. What colors are they? There's three colors. Red, blue, and yellow. Green? Black. Black? Red, blue, and black. Let me see you. 
No. I, I reject like, that. Oh, I don't like the black liner. That doesn't look right. The black line looks wrong. Okay, Mandela effect. We just discovered a Mandela effect. Did he also always have, like, I guess he did always have these red cheek things here. Let me see. That's weird. I think this is just the wine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> anyway. Time travel. So maybe time isn't linear, and so things in the past can change, and maybe people have discovered time travel in the future, or in our current time, or in the past, and they're going back and changing small things, and doing things that might accidentally cause a butterfly effect, like a ripple effect, too. Yeah, tiny things. Yeah, tiny things. If you, like, say hi to a person on a street, maybe they'll change one tiny thing about something, and it'll just ripple effect, and then suddenly, I don't know, Fruit Loops is spelled wrong. So maybe they're purposely changing small things, maybe to warn us or tell us something from the past. The government's doing this to us. <laughs> this is my kind of about their theory. So the government could be doing this. They want to see how much they can change in the past, but small little things, to see how much they can get away with so eventually they can go back and change something big. So they're like subtly changing things and making us doubt our own experiences and our own memories so that when they change something big, it won't be as big of a deal. Right. This is kind of like, oh my gosh, I just lost the word. <laughs> they're gaslighting us. Yes. They're gaslighting us. De oh, desensitizing. Desensitizing us to the change that when it happens, we'll go, oh, look, wow, what a weird Mandela effect, everyone. Yeah. So how would that work though? So if they change something, they wouldn't be changing it in our current time. They'd be changing it in a point in the past of our timeline. And then it would instantly affect us wherever we are in the timeline. Yeah. Which would <laughs> suit their narrative because they're in this timeline with us. Right. Yeah. I see. Okay. My theory is that I don't think is a fact or even a theory. It's just an interesting thing I thought of while I was over-caffeinated one day. They could have, like, changed Nelson Mandela's day that he died initially. When they realized that was too big of a change, they went back and changed it back. Oh, dang. Yeah. So now they're just doing small little things to kind of work their way up to something that big. That would make sense. This, like, dare I say, explains parts of it, you know? I will not say this is fact. <sighs> no, no. No, we're not endorsing this as fact at all. And that's all, folks. Isn't that the way that it goes? I think so. Is that Looney Tunes? I think so. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on our 10th episode. I'm so excited that we got to do this tonight. I'm going to um, use the term that I love now. It's been a little unhinged, but thank you for joining us. <laughs> a little chaotic. Just a little. We learned a lot. Maybe I shouldn't say that we learned a lot. We talked about a lot. We explored a lot of options. Yeah. I think this was a fun one. Thank you for listening to Weird Things and Wine, and we hope you enjoyed this episode on the Mandela Effect. Yay! <laughs> also, check out our website at weirdthingsandwine.com. You can do listen it. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can listen to podcasts there and learn more about us if you care to do so. Also, send us an email at weirdthingsandwine at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Any feedback is good feedback. Or any interesting facts. Or, oh my goodness, if you understand science, please send us an email to help us understand science. We would love to understand science, especially particles. One of my main goals in life. Yeah, also send us topics that you want us to cover, because there are a limited amount of things that we can cover. <laughs> Future editing task, just jumping in to let you guys know that you can also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. At Weird Things and Wine on everything. If you're interested, check us out. So stay weird. 
drink wine and cheers cheers yay yay we did it <laughs> stick around for some bloopers and outtakes Tonight we are drinking a white Moscato. Might not have needed to be specified, but it's good and it's sweet and I like it. <laughs> I might follow like grandmas dancing on TikTok because that's I at least exciting. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. They should do that. <laughs> I don't know. 1980? Anyways, this history lesson is brought to you by Weird Things in Mind. I didn't think we need to put a disclaimer in here, but maybe we need to. We have to stop putting disclaimers in everything. <laughs> I think what this is proving is that we should write a movie. Because we obviously think... understand horror better than these Clearly writers. Clearly we would do better. Right? <laughs> Weird things in wine. <laughs> 2030. It's 2030. <laughs> I'm casting myself as the lead role. <laughs> I'll be the voice actor in the background. No. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds can be the love interest. Oh my gosh, please, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Mr. Reynolds. <laughs> When did Princess Diana die? Shoot. Why do we not- why do I not know this? Why don't we know this? <laughs> we should know this. Hold on. 1997. Okay. That is not that long though. That's eight years. It is eight years between <laughs> 1997 and 2005. Okay. Okay. That makes more <laughs> sense. <I'm> so... <laughs> oh, okay. That's a weird way to do it. Why do you do it that way? <laughs> I'm not judging. <laughs> judgment though but like what's wrong with you <laughs> everything is fake i don't know why we chose capitalism as our fake way of living but <laughs> we did yeah, we could have done a lot better in Absolutely. a lot of ways let's go back to the bartering and trading system i kind of agree yeah barter me some life skills <laughs> <laughs> does air have mass no yes yes doesn't it? Because that's know. the theory of gravity. Air has mass to hold us to the ground. Gravity isn't in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so what? There's gravity on the ground and then there's like mass. Okay, there's oxygen in the air. Gravity isn't on the ground either. Gravity doesn't have mass. Does gravity have mass? No. No, because it's a force. It's a theoretical force. Yes. It might not even exist. What? Wait, are we dumb? Just hold on, like, one second. Where's our brain cell? (laughs) (laughs) We're so off topic, Tesh. I'm so sorry. It's okay. This is is us understanding math for the first time in science. (laughs) Life. Yeah. Life in general. (laughs) That's okay. We learn and we we live. Live and learn. Learn and live. We live, we learn, and we live and learn. (laughs) (laughs) What is dark matter? Dark matter is like the opposite of light. So it's like the absence of anything? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Not a black hole that eats everything, but just a non-existence. Whoa. Didn't, weren't we able to take dark matter? Like, as itself? <laughs> <laughs> More massive pieces of dark matter could lurk in the cosmos. Lurk? Why would you use that word? <laughs> the theory is that they could directly interact with physical objects such as human bodies causing significant damage. That literally has never happened in the history of ever. Why would you scare us like that, science? What the heck? Like, yeah, theoretically. What would happen if you ate dark matter? 
Well, it would eat everything, right? That it like touched. Wouldn't it like eat up all the particles? Like it'd start eating your fork, like dissolving the particles. <laughs> in this in this theoretical thing, they're eating it with a fork. Okay, I thought you Sorry. would eat it with a spoon, maybe. <laughs> but I'm thinking of lurk. If it's lurking somewhere, it's not going to be like sloshing all over the place. <laughs> are we expanding our own knowledge right now? We are expanding, dude. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know? We don't know. It's a theory. It is a theory. Everything, everything is, is a theory. theory. We need a t-shirt that says everything is a theory. Honestly, I would wear that. <laughs> so if you like, I don't know, accidentally hold up the ship. Okay, I don't know. Chip? I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> rice. I had rice. Plain rice. <laughs> I don't want you to judge me for my food choices, okay? I had plain <laughs> White rice with no salt, okay. I support you. <laughs> Do you? I have been known to put way too much salt on things. Oh no, how would we even eat a meal together in that case? We eat plenty of meals together. <laughs> <laughs> like a homemade meal? Yes. We just have to split it in the middle. Yeah, we'd have this to have like two separate frying pans or something. Or, yeah, that'd probably be easier. I have no idea. That's no way it's that easier. <laughs> <laughs> I... I'm so happy right now. <laughs> like, I am enjoying myself to the full.